You are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast. Welcome back, Masters of Ass and Amateurs of Astrology. Hello, everybody. This is round two after some technical issues. Technical and emotional <laughs> and physical issues. We don't know what happened. We don't we know what know happened. something happened. We know something. <laughs> it's probably, it's like the middle of the afternoon. We're like a bit tired, you know. Yeah. You know. Should we do For our internal sure. weather? Should we just dump, should we just dive? Right yes, in. dive, dive, dive. What's your internal weather today, Audrey? My internal weather is up on a hill. <laughs> with It's a sunny hill. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh, quite still and chill. Okay. But every 10 minutes, a fucking giant gust of wind <laughs> comes and flops your clothes around and your hair around and it gets all tangled and you're like, what the fuck just happened? And then it's back to stillness. Damn. Yeah. What about you? Can I just comment on yours? I really enjoyed. You I I really enjoyed how rushed you were in in expressing it. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> again, we did say this is a little bit of a take two, and yeah. I and maybe my stress came out from trying to sort these. But also, like issues. you're a, you're, it's a gusty, stressful fucking day. It for is. You, it so. is. But it's not even like super stressful. I just feel like really intense today. I can see it in your eyes. My eyes are. Everyone, I want you, you. I want you, everyone, I want you to imagine Audrey's eyes when they're intense while you listen to this podcast. I'm looking at Rachel as a lemur. (laughs) Excellent. I like it. Rachel. Yeah. Hi. Hey. (laughs) What's your internal weather? (laughs) My internal weather is like. You know, in like the middle of the summer and it's like nearing the end of the day and the sun isn't as high and as intense, but it's still really beautiful and everything's really kind of beautiful, mellow colors. And you're just feeling like, oh, this is so nice. That's gorgeous. It was, yeah, I'm, yeah, that was fucking gorgeous. Oh, it's, it's the weekend and I'm really happy about it. It's the freaking weekend. It's the freaking weekend. It also, I think, because that that image in my head, I'm a bit hungover today, everybody. And that image, <laughs> hungover in lockdown. Too much birthday fun. Too much birthday fun. <laughs> um, but that image in my head is kind of iconic of the time of day that I get over my hangovers. Mm. And so, I, and I have lots of memories of being at school and in the summer and that being the point in the day where I was like, oh, I'm alive again. Mm-hmm. and it feels good mm-hmm. yeah that's um speaking of it just came up because you're you were you're hungover on prosecco mm-hmm. i just wanted to shout out um nari my birthday twin for introducing me to the best way of saying prosecco uh which is prosexy prosexy thanks yeah, yeah so that is i didn't know nari introduced you to that that is iconic she did yeah yeah you're you're hungover on prosexy i'm hungover on prosexy it's a birthday mood Mm-hmm. Excellent. Hundred percent. Should we talk about what we're talking about today, Audrey? <laughs> we should talk about what we're talking about, Rachel. <laughs> so today we're talking about houses. Raise yeah. the roof. Yes. Mm. <laughs> we're so chuffed with that name, aren't we? We're like raise the <laughs> roof. We're so white as well. I'm like we literally did the hand movement. Like raise the roof. Oh god. Yeah. It's scary but true. Uh, so so yes houses in astrology yes so as we know astrology has components we have signs the zodiac signs we have planets mm-hmm. we have houses we have the aspects um yes yeah, so we have 12 houses that we're gonna work with that there are 12 houses and there's 12 zodiac signs that correspond with 
each house. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at you intensely again. Yeah, I know. Rachel, anything else to add? Um, yeah, because it's also, so each house corresponds to a sign, but it also corresponds to a planet, but it's not in the same order. Exactly, exactly. The houses stay fixed on the zodiac wheel. Mm. The signs rule a house, but will be different depending on where you were born. Yeah. And the planets are in different places where you were born, when you were born. born. Okay, okay. And they will be in different placements in different houses that in different signs. That makes so much more sense when you can visualize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like looking at the wheel yeah. 100%. I think it's also kind of, uh, it can be quite confusing for us amateurs amateur astrologers because i was about to say astrologists that's a throwback to like the first episode and we were like what even is the right word um but because there's like lots of layers because the the houses are ruled by signs but then your for your specific chart they're ruled by signs and planets but then for your specific chart there's also each planet is in a specific house and mm-hmm. then each sign is in a fucking yeah. somewhere the layers, the layers get complicated. Complicated. And I have to say, doing research for this episode, there were, there were, there's things that I researched that I still am trying to grasp. Yeah. Because it does get quite complicated. But I think what we're going to do is start off as like an overview of the houses. Yeah. And then I'm going to try to explain a little bit of what I was researching and see if we can kind of make sense of it with each other. Okay, that's exciting. That sounds fun. And then we're going to do a little challenge, aren't we, with each other yeah. about some of our pals, which is exciting. So stay it's tuned so for fun. that. Yeah. Should we so jump fun. jump in and talk about each house and what it's about? Yes, let's do it. I'm going to take the first six. Yeah. Because as I said, there's 12. And I feel so. like we should repeat as well. Um, we talked about last week in our Sun episode. You, was it in the Sun episode that you talked about... Um, the the difference between what your sign represents and what a house represents about where yes can you can yes. you repeat that I can so I I um I found it online somewhere wow we should really start referencing things <laughs> so <laughs> so um so for example the sun you have a sign that's in the sun mm. for example my sign is Taurus so is Rachel's and then the sun is also in a house and now the house is it can be all different ones it doesn't have to be the same as what mm. whatever another Taurus has so my son is in the third house and Rachel's son is in the sixth house yeah. so what it means is that the sign that your son is in is how you shine right how you um express uh, the sun kind of quality okay and then the house is where you do it. In kind of life. Where you shine in right. life. What area of life, what, um, yeah, I think area is a great way. Yeah, I think that's a really, use. yeah. Succinct. Um, to the point. Yes. To the T. Poignant. Po- Can I use that word? I like that word. Poignant means like it's like emotionally poignant. It is. Oh, all right. Don't get, <laughs> don't get aggressive. Ooh, rawr. <laughs> We so we're gonna start with the first house, the house of self, mm. which is also the ascendant or your rising sign. Uh, so basically, the rising sign is what was uh, on the ascendant or the eastern horizon at your birth. Okay, the sign that was there. Oh, that's uh, kind of beautiful. There was a really beautiful way of saying it too. It said the first independent breath that you take. <gasps> oh wow! It's so nice. You know what I that know. is, Audrey. That's what? that's poignant. 
That's poignant. <laughs> That's poignant. <laughs> so. <laughs> Continue. So, uh, yes. So first house, self. It's about you. It's ruled by Aries mm-hmm. and Mars. Uh, it, it's you as we know Aries Aries is the head first sign mm. and if you think about your birth most of us are born head first mm-hmm. and so we come into life with that kind of energy okay so it makes sense the first house is a house of head first energy oh, okay that's beautiful it's a house of self-development as as well uh it's also as we know when we talked about in our episode about uh, physical traits in astrology mm. it's the house that t- is the facade is the outward is the is the skin it describes how we look okay okay on an outward now so venus is like aesthetics okay and first house rising sign is outward appearance okay okay and also they like self mingle like ha- like how you I think I read something about it's how you'd like to be perceived by others. It's like this kind of yeah, like for sure, very much like either either how you'd like to or just how you are. How you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. So so it's the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's the initiation, mm-hmm. which is really beautiful. Um. So then we move on to the second house. The second house, uh, which is so funny because this this comes into old ass astrology ways. Yeah. It's the house of money, but really to me, it's the house of value. Okay, okay, yeah. So they say money, they say assets, they say um, savings, whatever. Capitalism. Uh, Exactly. Um, Really, to me, it's self-esteem, it's value, it's feeling good about yourself. It's, um, they kind of say also, it's like how you spend, how you budget, and how you um, deal with money or not deal with money in positive or negative ways. Okay. So... Just because you have things in the second house doesn't actually mean that you might be great with money. It just means that that's actually can be a big part of your life. But it depends on the signs that you have and the planets in your second house will tell you if you are actually good with money. Oh, okay, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and same goes for all the houses. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily mean you are like fantastic at that area of life. Yeah, it means that. um, Yeah, I mean, you have to really check to see what is. with that mm. planet wise definitely but we definitely so, want to talk about it as broader than just about financial value it's about value oh, in general um yeah so we're trying to come at this and with an anti-capitalist view because a lot of astrology feeds into the system that is damaging that already is mm. um so i think looking at the second house especially as someone that actually has quite a lot in their second house yeah uh, and I don't want to be associated with it's just a money making yeah, thing. It's yeah, just yeah, it's yeah. obsessed with that. It's not really. It's really about value. And I was reading in Vedic astrology. Um, it also is about food, which makes so much sense oh my God, for me that at does. least. Yeah, it's a huge part of me. And so um, emotion. I, I'm just saying emotional states because my moon's in the second house. Mm. But so it makes sense that food is deeply tied to that for a lot of people as well. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's cool. values, possessions. Mm all that stuff so that's great so then we have the third oh sorry the second house was ruled by taurus by the way okay um so then we have the third house which is the house of communications it's ruled by gemini it's the house of short journeys um if it's favored in a positive way or there's great aspects to it then you might be great at like negotiations and networking okay uh, it's also the house of um, siblings, neighbors, youth, early school experience, and relations. Okay. So 
so if we think about um we'll we'll move on to it because it has an opposing one but there's another house that i think you're gonna dive into which is more about higher education yes. whereas this one's about lower education okay okay yeah so Early and i think education. again let's think about that as broadly as possible rather than just like preschool primary school exactly. etc like think about it like more educational learning experience in life and when those happen i'm thinking of my i have a baby nephew and uh he's like becoming he's he's just over the age of one and he's becoming very aware of certain things like he can watch the television and like concentrate and see what's mm, happening so it's so cute and stuff like he gets um they my my siblings my brother reads him to reads him before bed reads to him before bed and stuff mm. like he he knows the books he likes and he knows like which ones interest him visually and verbally and when people yeah. sing songs and stuff which i think is really cool that's awesome yeah. and, and and that's a really shaping time as well and so yeah. people that have a lot of third house kind of aspects there there's probably a lot i mean i have a lot of third house too mm. it happens to be um which I, which is so funny because sometimes I think about maybe that's why I've, I get so nostalgic about um, certain music of that time or uh, things I watched during that time period. I'm so nostalgic about yeah, and I like, that's will constantly true. repeat. And you're also you're also someone you talk about your childhood a lot as well. Mm-hmm. You're someone you're like I, I wouldn't say I'm someone who talks about my childhood a lot. Whereas for you, that's something I really associate. It's foundational. With you. Yeah, yeah, and and it's because my son is in the third house, mm. so it's my whole being basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so it's it's about talking, it's about discussing, it's also rules technology as well. Okay, interesting. Mm. So then we move on to the fourth house, and the fourth house is home and family. It's ruled by Cancer, and I think what's really cool to think about this visually is if you think about the zodiac wheel, the fourth house of that is ruled by Cancer is at the bottom of the chart, mm-hmm. meaning that it's the roots. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense with home and family, Definitely. right? Definitely. So it's the roots, it's the origins, it's also the ones that you choose. It doesn't necessarily have to be just the ones you come from. Okay. But it's all of that kind of put together. Mm. So uh, ancestors, heritage, parents, mostly nurturing parents uh, come up in these ones. Um, yeah, and then I wrote roots with a Z because I was feeling funky. Roots. I like roots. it. Yeah, I really, I connect with that one. My Venus is in the fourth house. Um, you also have the moon in fourth house. No, my moon's in the eighth house. Oh, damn. Okay, never mind. I'm going to stop <laughs> mansplaining you. <laughs> Astrosplaining. Astrosplain me. Oh, my God. Yeah, my, my Venus is in the fourth house, which is a big thing for me because a big... One of my big associations, the things I love, the things I care about most, and definitely the big pleasure of my life is the home space. People I love, people I care about, those kind mm. of things, so... You know why I said that? Why I thought that? It's because I was talking to my mom all day and my mom has her moon in fourth. Ah, I see. Yeah. I see. Um, Does that mean I'm a mother figure to you? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to interrogate that further. No, me neither. I'll let Let's it move on to the fifth house. The fifth is, uh, is fantastic. I checked your chart as well. I know you have some stuff in fifth. I do. Yes, so... The fifth house is ruled by Leo. It's about children, romance, creativity, sports, play, um, self-employment, entrepreneurialism. Uh, it's also about like the the type of sex. It's not about like romantic sex. It's about like hookups, social sex. Ah, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what's interesting about looking at kind of a lot of these because you're gonna have houses that are seemingly pointing to more 
a monogamous way of living or that maybe humans should be that way. And then you have sci- uh, houses like these that tell you that actually we have lots of different types of relationships with people. Definitely, definitely. And different sexual relationships mm. with people as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we have the sixth house that is work, health, service, uh, daily routines, duty. Um, it's also about reaching out to others. Okay. And this is where we start getting a little bit of a shift because the first one through six of the houses is about a lot about the self. Okay, okay. And how the self relates and starting from the self. Mm. And when we get into starting from the seventh to the twelfth, you're going to see that it really starts becoming much more about others and about the greater world. Okay, yeah. Okay, it comes right? it kind of goes outwards, which is interesting when you think about the the houses as a wheel is that the first six are, are lower and then the mm-hmm. 7 through 12 are the higher that the more exactly. outward, yeah. That's interesting. Exactly. And you'll see when you get to the mirrored version of the fourth, which is the 10th. Mm-hmm. That's the top of the chart. So when you talk about that, you can relate it to why it's the top of the chart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yes. Would you like to take a, take it away with the next? I can do. Six? I can do. So the seventh house is uh, all about relationships and other people and, and those kind of things. So it it's talked about as governing all kinds of partnerships, whether they're personal, romantic, professional. There's a lot of talk about um, employers, employee relationships, colleague relationships. But I think we can talk about it in much broader sense because, as you know, Audrey and I are artistic practitioners and we don't really talk about employer, employee. We talk a lot more about collaborators and that kind of professional mm-hmm. relationship. Non-hierarchical. Non-hierarchical. Um <laughs> It's kind of all relationship associated um, matters. And that's why a lot of times this house is talked about as the house of marriage. Um, But, and I literally have written trying not to be archaic, yo. Because I don't really (laughs) want to talk about marriage. Um, Because it's not, yeah, it's it's about all all partnerships. All partnerships. It's it's mostly one-to-ones. Yeah, definitely. Um, And there's kind of aspects of it, you know, around companionship, a significant other, whether it's with, like personal um, like personal relationships or more professional ones there's also talk about people like mediators and counselors which i think is really interesting mm. and then two other terms that came up was your alter ego and your shadow self which i thought was really interesting to to see those things as kind of less less present in this house they're still discussed as this sense of you're a spectrum of a person and you can mm-hmm. feel an alter ego self that's quite distant from you or a shadow self that's quite distant from you but they're all aspects of you um and it's not it's ruled by libra 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 the slut the slut i i just like saying libra's the slut yeah, for now on <laughs> <laughs> um and then the other thing i read is the cusp of the dis- of the seventh house is called the descendant angle yes 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 which yes. is all about the fact that it's um it's between this lower and upper portion of its mm-hmm. of its wheel and it's in in comparison to the ascendant, which is our rising sign yeah, of the first house. Exactly. Um, the eighth house is the house of transformation. I feel like this is the house that I am most excited about and most interested in. I like it a lot. That's also probably because my moon is in the eighth house. Um, mm. So I feel a lot of emotional resonance with this. Um, there's a lot of mystery in this house. And it kind of governs lots of different ideas of transformation regeneration personal growth so things like birth death sex sexuality crisis change rebirth 
Um, it also governs addictions, which I found really interesting. Mm. Um, makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, and then also other people's resources, which is quite interesting. Um, it's ruled by Scorpio. Mm. A big word that I, I was thinking about is also intimacy. Mm, yeah. With that. Yeah, definitely. It's a big intimacy. Yeah. One. And I think not not necessarily intimacy with other people, but intimacy in you and maybe with you and the non like non anthropocentric world like what that mm-hmm. is and what that means definitely yeah um the ninth house is all about personal belief so this has been previously traditionally tied to religion um again we're trying to like position ourselves beyond the kind of traditional modes realms of conversation topic etc that's a really mm-hmm. weird way of phrasing that i just don't want to no, be ar- I, I don't want to be archaic you know what i mean no we're evolving yeah exactly um so this is a lot to do with personal belief system higher mind expansion personal philosophies and morals and ethics and personal truths as well that's a kind of big one that comes up about um what do you believe to be true and how does that help you position yourself within the world um and the ninth house is also the house that rules higher education so later life education um which and that also includes things like uh risk and adventure and i think that's really interesting thinking about considering it ties to higher education and at this point in time lots of people go to higher education during their late teens and 20s and that's also a point in time where you see lots of people in say our generation they go and travel on you know like gap years Um, we both took gap years um, we did. We did. Um, and that kind of correlation between travel and adventure and risk being a huge transformative experience. The idea that you're, you know, you found yourself on your gap year, you know, <laughs> I think is really funny. <laughs> I think we all did. We all did. Um, <laughs> and the ninth house is ruled by Sagittarius. Sag. Saggy boy. The tenth house is all about, it kind of covers things like, uh responsibility and reputation which includes career but is not necessarily limited to just talking about a professional career um this is as we talked about a bit earlier it's the kind of cusp at mid heaven so it's that that really public high point in the chart um so this is probably a point in the chart where you consider it the most external from you um the 10th house, it covers all kind of things around career, profession, your social standing, your material successes, your achievements, awards, fame. And then it also talks about rules, authority and discipline. Um, and a big thing that comes up is also paternal figures and the father and authority figures. And a word that came up was the boss. Obviously, we don't want to limit that to just the men in the world, specifically just the white men in the world. Um Snap, snap, oh, oh, snap, snapple. <laughs> um, but yeah, I found that interesting because that's definitely a point in astrology where you really see how seeped in patriarchal oppression is. The fact that this high point in the houses, in the house circle, mm-hmm. in the house wheel, um, is just immediately defined as a point where the most masculine mm-hmm. authoritarian figure is present. Um, and I wonder how can we use that going forward, but also not let it be limiting to non-masculine, you know, mm-hmm. non like to the maternal instead of the paternal, those yeah. kind of things. I think I think on top of that, I was um when I was research researching today, mm. 
something quite interesting about uh, calling it a career because in one sense, uh, career sounds sounds quite um, capitalist. Mm. But if we think of it as the 10th house being a calling. Yeah, that's your nice. Your calling in life. That's really nice. And what's interesting too is that like the 6th house mm. is a job. Right. It's work yeah. and health. That's your day-to-day. Mm. So the 6th is the job versus the 10th is the calling. And some of those for some people aren't in harmony. Some no. people they are. So the sixth is where you where you can you make a living, mm, right? Yeah. The tenth is where you you are passionate and thrive at your highest self. self. Okay, that's really nice in life, yeah, right? Okay. And so so some people like I think there was an example given that like which is classic. Um, you know, some people their calling is art and their job is waitressing. Yeah. Okay. Right. It, it's stuff like that. Classic. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> but um, right. And so for some people, and you can see in people's charts if they're in harmony where their jobs and callings align, mm. then there's potential with other to see in the other houses too. If they, if you can make money and make a living. Off yeah. Of it okay. Okay. And live in the system, whereas some their callings they can't thrive in the okay. system with yeah. using their callings yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there's also then this thing between the sixth and the tenth sixth is the sixth house is more tangible kind of work whereas the tenth is more about aspirational mm-hmm. kind of yeah okay definitely that's interesting um the other thing that came up for the tenth house is it, it kind of looks at and observes your attitudes towards responsibilities desires achievements and the law again you know, that's kind of fitting with the society. But I found that really interesting about attitude towards responsibility, I think is a really big one and a really interesting mm, one. I think definitely knowing people who feel, knowing, I think we all have friends who are, some people are very much like they don't have kind of a a sense of their responsibility to other people, the general populace. Or people, to rules yeah. or authoritative yeah. rules. Yeah. Um, and then you have people who have huge, huge huge ideas about they dedicate their whole lives to this idea of and I want to use big quote marks here the greater good and like caring for everyone and those kind of things and I also Mm. think that's really prevalent now in the current situation we're in you've got people who you know a lot of us are staying at home to to for this idea of the greater good to to prevent our healthcare system from being overrun and there are some people who are maybe being a bit reckless with that and there are a lot of people not a lot of people but there are in say like America there's quite a lot of people who are being incredibly reckless with that um, oh 100% you know and I don't I don't want to demonize anybody for those things we all make our own choices but I think it's interesting how across life we come across people who who have very who are like one side of the spectrum or the other and then you mm-hmm. have certain people who sit in the middle I thought that was really interesting for sure for sure um the 10th house is ruled by capricorn did i mention that i don't know i've mentioned it now success driven bitches yeah bitch the 11th house the penultimate house um it's common this is a fun house the fun house it's referred to as the house (laughs) of friends which i think is really nice um and so this is all over things like teams friendships social circles society our sense of place in in groups of people in different places in kind of communities the collective and the power of the collective and i think that's so cool mm. so so cool um mm. big humanitarian yeah huge goals. huge yeah. relevance to kind of social ju- justice our sense of purpose our hopes and wishes aspirations um it's kind of this really nice kind of space in which we're very much positioned amongst others and with others and with the world which i think is cool Mm. yeah it's ruled by aquarius aquarius Mm. 
The final house, which is another alluring house, in my opinion. It is very it's alluring. very alluring. Is the, the house of kind of secrets, undoings, endings, and dreams. It's beautiful. The 12th, 12th house. 12th house. It's ruled by Pisces, which is very understandable because they're dreamy beans. We like the Pisceans. Um, mm-hmm. And this house is all about, it's kind of ruling, looking at the unconscious, intuition, instinct, privacy, secrets, um, hidden things, dreams. And then another thing I came across was soul growth and self undoing. So this idea mm-hmm. of your your kind of spiritual, really emotive inside growth and also self undoing, I found really interesting, the idea of un- unveiling the layers of yourself, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting when you think about the idea of um, like queer theory and decolonizing certain systems and ourselves and this idea of we're just peeling away all these layers that the the toxic that not necessarily that the toxic system has put on us and kind of I think that is such an interesting place to look at when you're maybe of our generation I think that's really cool Mm. um Mm. and then it it rules the imagination creativity and the arts Mm -hmm. yeah I liked it. I read something about it that said it's transcending the humanness mm, of yourself. That's really nice. That's really, really so nice. So it's a really, it's it's like, I think of it also as the, the, um, what is it? The chakra above your head. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you see what I'm yes. saying? I'm like, the I- crown is here, but then I think there's one above, above it, it, right? Yeah. Oh, what is it? What's one of those? But anyways, I'm thinking of that because if you think about all of everything else being in the body, surfacing up and deep in, and then this is outside. Mm. This is like above mm. the subconscious that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's also the sleep life. Yeah. yeah. And I also think uh, another thing, I like this idea that it's about endings as well and it being the end of the wheel. Um, mm-hmm. And there's kind of, uh, I was reading about it, talking about it also kind of rules things, the the ending of like projects or periods in your life, I think is really mm. interesting. Um, the idea of completions when you, when you complete something. Um, and then also old age. And the word that came up alongside that was surrender, which I found actually mm-hmm. really beautiful and really emotive. Mm-hmm. Um, One of my favorite words. Yeah, I think it's really beautiful. And this idea of not necessarily those things being mutually exclusive, but it being a house in which we engage with the idea of surrendering to something, whatever that is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Amazing. So damn we went through all 12 houses damn son that also felt really like oh deep <laughs> deep deep uh and then i wanted to talk talk quickly about um mirroring and the kind of oppositions that houses are at yeah uh so seeing as i talked about the first six and rachel talked about the second six it's actually really interesting that i found that i was looking at today mm. to kind of new but then it just this made me realize actually how important it is to look at it like mm-hmm. this is that each house is mirrored by another yeah so the first house is mirrored by the seventh house yeah the second by the eighth the third by the ninth right and it goes mm-hmm. in order so it's actually really interesting to think about it like this then to look at the first house as right being the self mm-hmm. and then the second set meaning the seventh through twelfth is then obviously more concerned about others and role in society. Mm-hmm. And so the seventh house, mirroring the first house, is about you now plus one more. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. So it's going first house, myself, seventh house, one-to-ones, mm. me and you now. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's second so cool. house, 
yeah, so second house is money, right, value, self-esteem, all of these kinds of things. But it's still concerned with the self mm. a lot of times because self-esteem, right? Yeah, definitely. And then if you look at the eighth, eighth is about uh, other people's money as well. Yes. So it's about institutions. Yes. It's about um, scholarships mm. as well, uh, insurance, stuff like that if we want to go, you know, monetary. Yeah. But then be- it's about um, – it's also more about intimacy. It's also about the hidden mm. – um, so there's and transformations. So there is kind of a mirroring that that has as well. And then we look at the third and the third being um, short term travel, communication, uh, early social lives. Mm. Right. And and the ninth being long distance travel, spirituality, yes. meanings of life. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, do it's it. Fun. Do it. <laughs> So then, you know, you have the fourth being home and family, and we have the tenth, and, and you know, fourth being the roots in the home and family, sure. the bottom of the chart. Then we have the tenth, the top high of point. the chart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and where you're seen in the world, not just within your unit. Yeah. Okay. And then you know we have we have um, the fifth being play, creativity, uh, children, hookups. It's weird to put that in the same sentence, <laughs> but it's all part of the play, yeah, right? Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. And, and then versus the mirroring of the 11th being even broader than that. So teams, friends, large-scale social groups, groups yeah. humanitarians, groups that you fit in, um, like, uh, intellectually. So, like, big kind of big bubbles. Definitely. And also, know? I think, because the 11th house has a lot of relationship to hope and wishes, there's kind of a childlikeness to that, too. Definitely. Which I think is really, Definitely. yeah, that's really interesting. It's playful. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know... Uh, last but not least, we have the sixth house, which is, you know, work, health, service, duty, daily routines. And then, so that is the day-to-day. That is quite, um, it's quite tangible. Mm. And then we have the twelfth that you can't touch. No, exactly. And it's you also, know? like, because it's related to dreams, it's very much the nighttime. Like, the sixth is the day, mm-hmm. the twelfth is the night, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's funny because it's not necessarily that all of, they're, they're mirroring, they're not necessarily completely opposing, but they're, they're another aspect to what is already there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Definitely. So I liked looking at that's it that really, way. I thought that was really helpful. That is really helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. And then obviously the first and seventh being the ascendant and the descendant. And that yeah. Just, yeah. That just makes sense as well. 100%. Um, uh. 100%. And then... So I want to talk about empty houses or like open houses. Yeah, I don't know what this is. I'm excited to discover. So, okay, I, I'm quite invested in this because I only technically have, my planets are in five out of the 12 charts. I mean, I mean tw- five out of the 12 houses, okay. sorry. So in my chart. So meaning that the only houses that my planets are in are the first, second, third, um, eighth, and tenth. Okay only ones that so there's only five so and obviously there's seven more and so I was kind of like okay so the seventh house is about like relationships love marriage I'm like what the fuck mm. does that mean like I'm not gonna find a lover what is you know like, <laughs> which I think is um not necessarily that I super super thought that but I know that that's actually a concern and I was looking at it online because other people have that concern oh interesting yeah so what it actually is, is it, I mean, it doesn't mean that at all. Obviously, we engage with all aspects and all areas of life. So, obviously, we have to engage with all houses. Yeah. Uh, but um, the open or empty ones, there is this little, like, it's not a calculation, but it kind of feels like a little calculation of how you can um, learn to interpret that. Well, if so you don't for, have a... 
if you don't have a specific planet in that, in house. that house okay right yeah so what we do all have is we all have signs in each house mm-hmm. they that doesn't mean that they're like active so when you look at their your zodiac chart you're gonna see lines in the middle yeah and those lines may not be drawn uh because the, there's no planets residing in those areas okay okay but if there's areas that they're so if they're not resi- residing there I'm going to take mine, for example, because this is how I found it. And then we can apply it. Yeah. So, for example, I'm looking at the seventh house because I'm like, what does it mean, um, uh, you know, partnerships, one-on-ones? What does that mean? Why don't I have that? Mm. Because I I do feel like I have that and I have had that. Mm. And so uh, then I look at what it is, what sign it's in on my zodiac wheel. And the sign that is in is cancer. Right. So then basically the calculation is you take the sign – and then you take the planet that rules that sign. So the moon rules cancer. And then I look at what house the moon is in, in my chart. And the moon for me is in the second house. Right. So now what you do with that is you take it in relate, you take the seventh house, meaning the the area of life that that is. So one-to-one relationships and partnerships. Okay. And you apply that to my already context of moon in the second house and so my moon in the second house is my emotions dealing with materiality Mm. feeling secure Mm -hmm. um self-esteem safe with my emotions and if you apply that to uh, also second house being ruled by taurus quite monogamous and shit if you apply that to um my seventh house area partnerships and stuff it actually makes sense so it doesn't mean that my um moon is in the seventh house but it kind of this is a wrong way to put it but it kind of means that your seventh house is in the second house (laughs) if that makes sense okay okay i think they kind of so it's kind of like the the empty houses again using that as an adjective kind of coalesce with the houses that are not empty okay okay exactly that's really interesting yeah so they kind of fit into those so so really it does emphasize my areas of life that are quite like i would say they're quite concise or condensed i have my houses are condensed okay yeah i only have five uh planets but again that doesn't mean that my other houses aren't active in my life obviously i have partnerships yeah you and i are a partnership yeah exactly exactly. (laughs) you know and and so to to look at then my seventh house area plopped into my moon in the second house actually makes a lot of sense because if i think about the times that i've had such like close friendship and close one-to-one partnership it is quite monogamous. It is based on material. I do feel like it's closer when when we are together and talking all the time and connecting mm. all the time, you know? Definitely. And it actually starts making sense for me. So then another example of that. Sorry. No, 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 no. This, right is, this is also you're on one. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I am on one. <laughs> so uh, another example for this is um, people see that they don't have um, – uh, anything in the 10th house they don't have a planet in the 10th house and so they worry that they're like what does that mean do I not have a career right okay right I'm one of those um, people I, th- I don't have anything exactly in the tenth, yeah. yeah I looked at yours and I looked at my mother's because both of you don't have okay anything okay in the tenth. so what's in and let's do this for you then let's do this as an example okay and I can also do it as an example um with my mom's too if that helps so I'm looking at your chart now mm. so as we said you have nothing in the 10th house meaning you're no planets in the 10th house no. now if you look at the Placidus orb, um, yeah, you have your 10th house on there. The sign is Virgo. Mm-hmm. So, little test time. What planet rules Virgo? Uh, you got this. You got this. You got this. 
Think about it logically. Or not. I can just tell you. Yeah, tell me. It's going to take you. So Mercury. Oh, I literally, my whole brain went, Mercury? So Gemini and, and Virgo uh, are together, grouped together uh, with Mercury. Yes. So. Uh, so then you look at what house Mercury is in. And Mercury for you is in the fifth house. Yeah. Right? So this means that career-wise is going to be somehow, which makes sense already, is going to be somehow related to the fifth house and Mercury in the fifth house. And so Mercury being communications, right? Mm. And fifth house being play, being... Um, Right, that kind of childlike yeah, play, which yeah. we already are. You're a performance maker. Yeah, 100%. You play, 100%. you know? And um, also entrepreneurialism. Uh, yeah, that's so Self-employment. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hookups, so maybe you'll be a sex worker. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Love it. <laughs> doesn't say that anywhere else in your chart, though, so maybe, maybe not. not. But, um, but, right, so does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, 100%. Literally, the one, that, one of the pages I have open about the houses, it literally says the fifth house is about drama. Which I think is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's creativity. It's a very creative yeah. house as well. And so it makes sense that it doesn't mean you're not going to have a career because nothing's in your 10th mm. house. It literally, if you look at that and then look where it coincides in your chart, it actually does mean something. And it means, it shows you what area. That's, that is really, that's top notch. Well done, Audrey. I'm yeah. proud of you. Thank you. That Thank is so you. interesting. And then I did that, um, I did that for my mother as well mm. because she does not have anything in the, um, in the 10th. And uh, it was so funny because uh, just knowing her, this just made so much sense. So I looked at what was in her her tenth, and it's Cancer. And so I go, okay, the Moon. So the Moon rules Cancer. So then you yeah. look at what the Moon's in, and the Moon, as I said before earlier, is in the fourth house. That means her career is related to, or her not just career, but her higher purpose or her calling is related to family. And she has always felt like my sister and I, her children, mm-hmm. are her like greatest works. Yeah. Are her is her work. Yeah. Yeah. is her is her greatest kind of like creativity and creation mm. and like artwork that she can ever wow. make and so it makes sense that that is her feeling because yeah. also it's in the moon then it's emotional yeah too. for sure for sure so damn son yeah. wow i know that feels like revolutionary i know I feel like we just discovered something and we just dis- we cracked we something did, which is really exciting <laughs> It's really cool. So it's um it's a little bit confusing at first. It took me a little bit while to wrap my head around how you do it. Mm. But then it made sense if you just use that kind of little formula yeah, there. Yeah, that is useful. Yeah. So anyways, I just, I thought that was fantastic. That fantastic. I needed to bring up. I feel like we need to apply some of the, the things we're talking about so that hopefully our friends who are amateurs also can understand. So we're going to do a little application kind of yeah. thing as as we do in school where we learn things and then you apply it <laughs> applied so, astrology <laughs> so we're going to give each other little mini uh, fake scenarios mm. um like a planet in a house in a sign and a whatever mm. and then we're just going to try to talk about them and see if we can come up with anything of what we think the person would be yeah. like okay okay so for you mm-hmm. let's discover someone who's Whose Mercury is in Leo. Okay. And Mercury is in the seventh house. Okay. I almost gave you a, a close Really? One. Oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. So, okay. 
So Mercury and Leo already tells me that they are, um, we all know fire sign, fiery communicator. Mm -hmm. They're probably also like to be in social situations. They potentially like to be in like center of attention kind of thing. Yeah. So they, they like, they like controlling a conversation. They're, um, not in a it doesn't mean it's not charming it just means that they they kind of just like to be that center of attention with conversation yeah and they're quite um probably quite expressive and quite dramatic mm. and so probably a lot of their delivery is very dramatic yeah for sure for sure that's what i would say uh now when it comes to the seventh house let's see the seventh being like one-on-one relationships other people yeah. exactly exactly so i'm thinking mercury is in leo so i'm thinking oh this is tough. this is quite a hard one actually this is really tough um shall i share with you maybe what i would think well i i have a thought and then and then you okay can go. go for it um i was just thinking like there, there has to be, when it comes to one-to-one relationships, there has to be an element of, of like, um, a lot of communication or, like, a lot of attention. Yes, definitely. And so I assume that this person, they, I don't know, it depends on the chart, how, who they would, like, gravitate mm. towards or who would gravitate towards them. But they would need these one-on-one relationships to be quite intense um in a communicative way Mm. so they're probably not people to just maybe sit around and not talk and just like read next to each other i don't know (laughs) but it's probably someone that like when they really connect with someone it's like intense connection Mm. fiery let's go um and i i would assume that they would probably like another mercury sign in fire yeah 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 definitely to match one of the things i thought about i wondered whether if perhaps someone didn't have a fiery mercury they weren't a fiery communicator whether there might be in a one-on-one relationship with this person they might have a kind of um uh an inequality in their Mm. in this relationship because perhaps someone who has their mercury in leo um in particularly in the seventh house might find it difficult they might not feel like they get what they need Mm -hmm. in a communication sense from other people like on a one-on-one level um Mm -hmm. because like you say they're definitely not people who are like you know we can just be together and not talk and we're fine yeah yeah i'm also thinking like i see that with fiery signs i also see them being fine with like a gemini like an air because they're just super sociable and and can also talk for hours yeah definitely (laughs) definitely and so uh that's really interesting though I think it'll be fun uh, if you're at home sitting there. It's You can just Google like Mercury in the seventh house or like Mercury in Leo yeah, and see yeah, yeah, if there's yeah. more to that. I'm sure I'll Google this after, Definitely. but I think I should give Rachel one. Hit me. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a bit of a tough one too. Fuck oh, it. <laughs> so Venus mm-hmm. in, hmm, I was going to say Venus in Sag. Oh, in the and then venus in 10th house okay that's interesting because because venus is very much about pleasure and Mm -hmm. feels external but also internal so there's maybe sad and sages are so like so driven right you know and so like 
very spontaneous yeah, spontaneous driven um and so perhaps there's a perhaps in relating it to kind of career aspiration they could maybe be a bit I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this kind of like jumping around like perhaps someone who one day wants to be an astronaut and the next day wants to be a gardener I don't know like there's kind of maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. there's someone who has like a really broad broad spectrum of interest and maybe finds it difficult to position exactly mm. what they want because they're very mm. forward thinking but also like you say spontaneous mm. that sounds that sounds gemini-esque too and i was thinking sag as well um especially in the 10th house would probably get somewhere socially because of how charming oh that's very true right very true yeah because sag can be very charming and also uh, because it's a fire sign it can quite easily dominate mm. yeah definitely and so I was thinking in like a career sense or a calling sense, uh, it might be, yeah, it might, it might be prone to coming into situations that are like where there are hierarchies potentially and where there is a little bit of a climbing thing, but a social thing. thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's actually, yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. But because it's Venus too, I think that might be like extra charm. Yeah. I and know. I also, sure. I wonder as well, um, whether there's a kind of, um, because of their fieriness and obviously we talked about the 10th house being related to authority and the kind of boss figure maybe someone who's someone with this positioning perhaps really takes pleasure in being an authority figure and like enjoys Mm. that kind of standing yeah yeah Mm. yeah and there's that and then I was also just thinking like if we flip it to being kind of in love life but with career what does that mean and what does that mean right what are you trying to say there's someone who like like sleeps around the office oh wait a sec (laughs) no okay okay so anybody that is venus sag 10th house you definitely sleep around the office (laughs) you're sleeping with your boss and we know it and you're about to be the boss (laughs) wait where were you going we could be where were you going Oh, now I don't even, oh, now I don't even remember. I was trying to take it, I think, to like more in an internal um, relationship level, but potentially, I don't know. I'm also trying to think about like, I wonder the charts of like sex therapists. Oh, interesting. Or like, or like sex counselors or like couples counselors that are like the wide, no- the big, big ones, yeah. like the ones that are like advertise and shit i don't know i was just thinking about all that kind of stuff too and that there has to be some kind of 10th house relation to venus there or yeah, maybe yeah yeah yeah. oh i just had another thought as well it's gone um oh, it's gone. what was i gonna say oh i wonder whether these people if there's a relationship between the 10th house and venus is there also maybe something to be say about um being attracted to professional prowess and professional passion Mm, you know like um yeah yeah yeah. you know is this is this a kind of person who's maybe in a career-driven relationship with somebody else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and maybe someone who you know how people talk about are we're not the kind of couple who could be together all the time with a kind of couple or duo or whatever who um we like having our own work because we're interested in that independence and that passion that that Mm -hmm. kind of connects us I don't know yeah, yeah, no, super interesting. I think it's funny though, because like all of our shit c- that we just said could be, be completely off. That's a full disclaimer. <laughs> That's what's so yeah. fun about this is that it's good because we're just testing each other, and I think it's good to test. Yeah. Um, I would give you an I A think plus, also, Audrey. 
thank you i also think if you're listening and you're curious why not why not write it down and join us and like say your interpretations without fully knowing what yeah yeah what maybe it all is because it'll be fun to kind of look it up and see what what we We got kind of right astrologers (laughs) yes and there's not not really a clear like right and wrong either no but i'm sure there's things that we we didn't understand or missed (laughs) exactly okay it's it's coming to that time where we're gonna play a game we're gonna play a game i'm really excited about this so this little game we're playing we're basically doing guess who with our friends um this is fully consensual by the way we haven't done this behind anybody's (laughs) back um and so we asked um a friend each um did you do one person okay yeah cool me too so we asked the person each for their astrological information and we've got their charts and we've given them to one another and we're basically gonna try and interpret these charts to see if we can figure out who who they are right yeah my 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 eyes just widened because i just looked at the chart yeah bro bro (laughs) what the fuck but there's something about this chart that might actually make it quite easy but anyway we'll get into it okay Okay. well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna look at the generational planets uh to keep it fair because i didn't send you oh sorry i didn't think about that that's okay i'm just not gonna look at them i trust you screenshot i trust you so i'm gonna i'm gonna start us off so uh my my dear friend who audrey sent me has sun in aries moon in scorpio and their ascendant is sag which is really interesting um and their sun is in the fourth house so the kind of house of family home security and roots which is really interesting um and i find that interesting wait where's it gone that's interesting for an aries sun to have yeah, and it's interesting for an Aries son to have to be in the for their son's time to also be in the fourth house, the found of like family, and that Aries being such a self like headstrong, <laughs> like takes no crap, doesn't really listen to anybody else, kind of kind of stereotype to also be really about like home and and family and familial relationships. That's so interesting. Mm. Mm. This is so tough. <laughs> This is so weird. Okay, so this person that I have, my anonymous person, has sun and moon in Virgo, ascendant in Sagittarius, and then Mercury, Venus, and Mars in Leo. (laughs) What the fuck? And then top it all off, their sun is in the eighth house, which is all about, as we talked about, transformations Mm. and intensity. (laughs) Who the fuck is this? <laughs> okay, wait. Um, and the moon is in the ninth house. Damn, son. Okay. Okay. So I need to talk this out. I need because otherwise I'm not gonna be able to yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know Virgos. We know they can be kind of type A, and the fact that their moon is also Virgo makes me think that potentially this expresses a bit more than usual because their emotions also express it and i assume it's someone i know hopefully on a little bit more of a deeper level not too deep maybe i i don't think too deep at all because i actually am i gonna get along with this person (laughs) (laughs) you you but for help you get along with this person you 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 don't know them 
you probably don't know them on a really deep level, but you know quite a lot about them. Okay. Okay. Well, the issue is I'm also already racking through my brain of like Virgos. Yeah, I'm doing the same with Aries and I'm finding it really hard. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um, I mean, I I can already state Virgos I know. Um, But I don't think that's the game. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not the game. Okay. Mercury, Venus and Mars in Leo. That means the Leo has to express a lot as well. And their ascendant is in Sagittarius. That means this is someone that is very fiery, but their sun and their moon ground them. So no wonder I do get along with them because I love fire, but I'm going to need some grounding. Mm. So... It makes sense. Uh, okay, I'm going to see what they're... Um, this is hard, man. I'm, I'm checking out their... Um, I'm going to see their career stuff so I can see if they've chosen to study anything specific. <laughs> <laughs> so Libra is in their 10th, and Libra is... Um, is a... Um, venus and venus i'm finding very interesting in in my pal is their venus is in taurus and their venus is in the fifth house so Mm -hmm. there's a like there's very much this sense of like pleasure and sensuality in creativity does Mm -hmm. that is that like a map okay okay i'm on the right lines um Uh, Okay, what I'm noticing with mine too is I I just noticed again, there's actually a lot more than just the sun in the eighth house. There's Mercury, Venus, and Mars in the eighth Mm. house. This means that this person is, as I suspected, quite probably intense and also probably goes through a lot of transformations. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I don't, oh, I don't know if this is, I hope that feels confirming, so that's good. Um, Also, because the eighth house has to do with sex and intimacy, um, I have a hard, especially that's in the, in Mercury, I have a hard time thinking that they haven't shared those kinds of things with me. So I assume that there's someone that probably is potentially outspoken about, like, their hidden parts of life or the taboos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing okay, very well. You're doing there. so much better than I am. No, you are doing great as well. Do you have anything to, to say or ask or need assurance? Um... The Scorpio moon in the seventh house, I'm finding like difficult to. Scorpio, what did you say? Scorpio moon in, in the, the seventh what? house. So there's, the so obviously house. that's kind of looking at so the seventh house and it's probably like emotional partnership. Mm. But the Scorpio, I'm kind of like, I've, I don't know a lot about Scorpio moons. Yeah, well, well, Scorpio is a rough sign anyways, but also just know that when you're looking at signs and stuff and houses, just because their house is there does not mean it's positive or negative. True, 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 true. So it doesn't doesn't mean that you'd be able to tell harmonious kinds of relationships or non-harmonious. Yeah, see I see what, what you're saying? saying. So I already, I think I kind of might know who this okay. is. Okay. Just because I know how intense this person is and I also know they're a Virgo. Mm-hmm. And they yeah i'm i think i might know actually okay do you want to take a guess wait can you come back on the Um, video so i can see you when you yeah i'm coming back (laughs) (laughs) wait i think i know who do you think can i say it yeah is it dovidas no (laughs) what (laughs) 
Okay, I have to get back to the drawing board. Do you see why I think it is? Do you see yes, why I, I do see why you think it okay. is. Okay. That's very interesting. Shit, it's not Dovidas. Fuck. But but I will say that this person and Dovi have um they have a similarness in the sense that they have an intensity, but it's a very different kind of intensity. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's. I'm glad you didn't get it. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. I was like, I was like ready for it because there's so much in the eighth house and, and, oh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I feel like I might need some, some help beyond, okay. beyond the chart because I don't, that's I can't okay. think of many people who are Aries. So can that's I, okay. can we narrow it down in terms of life? Like, is it a friend from uni? Yes. Okay. Can, can I have that too? Uh, yes, it is. Is a friend from uni. Okay. Okay. And it, que- another question is: Mine is someone you know better. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily no. Interesting. Is mine? No. Someone that you or I know better. So it's someone that I know better. Okay. But but okay. but not. You still know them pretty well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Audrey's got an amazing look on her face right now. Fuck. No, I'm just like, I'm actually shook that it's not Dovidas. Wow. Okay. I need to get back to the drawing board. Um, what else can it tell us about? Aha, I was about to crack something here. So I'm just trying to... Hold on. I'm going to Google. Can I Google a little bit? Yeah, I've I've been Googling, so... Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not good at remembering things, so... Okay, I'm Googling right now, guys. Wow, uh, this is so interesting. In 10th house, house. What? So, so uh, our friend, the friend that you've sent me has their Mercury in Pisces and their Mercury is in the third house. And the, as we talked about, the third house is all about communication. Mm-hmm. And obviously Mercury is the planet of communication. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting because there's clearly something maybe their way of communicating is kind of a bit wandering, very dreamlike. Is that kind of a long, the right? Um, yeah, I would say so. I would say, I would say, as you can see in their sun and like other planets, it's it's definitely a contrast. Their communication style, I think, is a contrast to their like actual energy, like their like natural vibe. Oh my god! Okay, not in a major contrast, but it's definitely there is there is a difference. I'm finding this really hard. Okay, I I have to I have to make a little bit of an educated guess here, not for the person, but in terms of like I'm trying to look at career stuff. Okay. And because this person is so intense, I have a hard time believing that they're not either in our course or in an acting course. Okay, they're not. They're not. They're not in either of no. those. What? No. But I think think about think about intensity less in a <laughs> less in a performance art way. Like just somebody because it's not I don't think you would necessarily be with this person and be like you're very intense I think you'd okay. be with this someone and just know that they're in they they're emotionally very intense okay does that help I don't know if that's helpful emotionally very like inten- I mean I would say that maybe people on our course and the acting courses can be very like energetically intense mm-hmm. okay okay well, yeah, because there is a groundedness to this person. Their sun and moon is in yeah. Virgo, so this person is, is this person is really grounded, but also like is emotionally very intelligent, very intense. I'm gonna stop talking because I'm giving too much away. What? Fuck. 
and they're not in oh they're not in pa wow <laughs> i just i looked at this and i was like wow this is such a fucking performance arts person <laughs> shit um their moon is in the in the ninth house is this person foreign meaning they're not from the uk uh okay yes and no so they're not they've lived here for a long time but they're i don't actually know 100 percent. they're not they weren't i'm fairly certain they weren't born in the uk is it parker it is parker okay okay do you so see I was, it now so i was thinking this for for a good 10 minutes i'm not gonna lie <laughs> but i wanted to be quite sure okay, before okay. i said anything okay because i do not know this person actually that well no and so i have to go off that's why i was like i don't know if i can go for like moon and stuff because i actually really don't know them emotionally mm. but the reason i went there is because since their moon is in the ninth meaning it's it long distance travel mm. i was thinking maybe there's some kind of emotions tied to um another place okay potentially okay, yeah. and that's why i was going for that yeah 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 but i totally see it i so see it when i when, genuinely when they said oh, transformation this. yeah exactly and i was just like i was like this is amazing to think in the time that we've known parker they they are someone who transforms a lot and that is like mm-hmm. amazing um that is hysterical yeah, yeah yeah and i would also say probably the the kind of idea, the thing of self-growth and that being a big part of the eighth house, I think that's something that um, Parker and I share a lot. And I think even though it's probably an unspoken thing, that's definitely a thing that I feel like I connect with about mm. them. Mm. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. That was a hard yeah. one. Yeah, it was hard. Especially, it's a very intense chart. It that's is, why I was just like, what the chart. fuck? Um, shout out to Parker if you're listening. But you know what's so funny? Even before I asked the PA actor question, I'm not kidding you, I had them in my mind. Oh, really? But like, I, I for some reason, I thought, I, I was like convinced that you picked someone that was close, like I knew even better. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I was a bit like, like nah she probably didn't go there maybe and then Mm. it's so oh that was a good one thank you okay okay now it's your turn i'm really stopped because i can't think of anyone who is an airy son so i can't even i don't feel like i can make a very educated guess yeah well let me let's keep interrogating the chart a little bit more and then maybe i can give you some clues okay okay so so the other thing i'm i'm just i was just looking at is the mars in scorpio Mm -hmm. um and then uh, where's it gone um and then mars in the sixth house so um the house of work and health and so there's this kind of thing of them being in the day-to-day kind of drawn to kind of intensity and other like mm-hmm. charisma and th- is that kind of is it someone on pa is it someone not an acting no oh. So clearly, as you know, this person has a lot of water in their chart. Mm. So you know, obviously, that they're, they're probably a very kind of emotionally creative person. Mm-hmm. And I would say that you definitely have seen this person. And, and they, they are quite, um, they're, they don't, not that they're not ashamed of showing emotion, but they're, they're definitely like forthright with it. That they're, they're, they're not going to not show their emotion. And, and same with speaking about it, because if you look at also like 
moon in Scorpio, Mercury in Pisces, all of these kinds of things, meaning Mercury in Pisces too, mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to be quite frank about not frank, but they're going to it might be unclear, but they're going to talk about their emotion. Is it Christine? No. Oh. But that's nice. I'm literally just sitting here now just being like, who is this? <laughs> okay, also, um, we know Scorpio is a transformative sign. Definitely. As you know, you have it in your ascendant. This is this person has it in the moon and in Mars. Yeah. Um, and I would say this is very evident in transformation as well. Is it someone like, on PA? I... Is it someone on PA? Kind of. Oh, is it Gabe? No. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, I that like... makes so much sense. That's right. Oh, that's so. I was like, yeah. Why can't I think? Of... I was trying to think. I was like, who's had their birthday recently? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I knew you were gonna go but for, for that. For some reason, I pin. I for some reason, I know Gabe is an Aries, but I pinned him as being a Pisces because look at all the water i know oh that's so true so look at true. all the water in that chart yeah oh. hi gabe shout out to gabe but do, do you see what i'm saying like the communication style yes. isn't actually fiery it's it's actually the essence is fiery but the communication style is so pisces so hey, pisces <laughs> so, i love it oh my god that's amazing and then also the the ascendant as a sag is just like mm-hmm. yes a hundred percent a hundred percent Oh, that was that was so fun. That was that was so fun. fun. That was so hard. That was really hard. Wow, damn son. I was so sure it was Dominus at first. I was like, I swear to fuck, (laughs) this is (laughs) Dominus. Oh, now I now I gotta get his chart. See that? Oh yeah, so true. That was hysterical. That that was really fucking hard though. But I I recommend it with your pals if you wanna. Have a little fun. Try to guess yeah. that we should do this again. I don't know if it was that fun to listen to. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just us sitting here like being like. <laughs> but even if we don't record it again, we should do it with for each other yeah, again. Yeah, uh-huh. that was so fun. Hundy P, Hundy P. Should we oh do a? God. Should we do? Where are we ass? Yes. Where are we ass? Where are you ass? After all of this chaos. Oh my god, I feel really emotionally tired now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that was really fun though. I had a really nice time. Where am I ass? I'm. I'm doing good. It was my birthday yesterday, so I'm kind of still riding the birthday the birthday high. I had a wonderful birthday um, in lockdown. I feel very, very fortunate and very grateful. Um, I feel especially grateful for you, Audrey. You made my day Aww. really, really special, and I love You're you welcome. a lot, man. I um, love you too. Um, yeah, I'm also kind of like, I want to go play on my Switch now. <laughs> I'm done. I'm over this. I'm done now. <laughs> Where are this you? This has been a long one. This we might have to chop chop. Yeah, damn son. <laughs> Where are you, ass Audrey? Where am I, ass? Um. Yeah, I mean, I still kind of feel like I'm on drugs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel like the fact that you just say it as I feel like I'm on drugs just shows that you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because I'm not very specific about the no. drugs either. <laughs> This is, I, I just didn't want to be a dick and be like, oh my God, I feel so high right now. <laughs> like 420 already passed. Get over it. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. Like I'm chill. It's it's quite sunny out. It's actually, it looks really beautiful in the room. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to make some food and drink some water. <laughs> wow. These are the most basic things of life and I'm excited for <laughs> no, them. But that's nice. That's good. I like it. Yeah. 
true. I have a full ass notebook of all my notes because I was also writing stuff during the recording session because I was getting so excited. Amazing. That's really nice. Um, but yeah, so I'll probably chill out. I'll probably, you know, who knows, edit this in the morning. I don't know. We'll see. Sick boy. All right. Anyways, thank you so much for listening, friends. Well done if you made it to the end. Oh, God, well I done. I love how we were wow. like, oh, most of our episodes are like 30, 40 minutes. And then our birthday <laughs> episode was, you know, like a bit longer. Oh, my head out. Longer. This one's like two hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to chop it. Maybe we'll do part one, part two. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Mm, damn, son. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. Subscribe. Um, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribes. 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 Five stars, please. Five stars. Five stars. Um, and please tell us if you listen to us. I found out in the last like 48 hours that a bunch of our friends listen to us who I didn't know listened. So please, if you're listening, yeah. t- tell us. Because we're like... Yes, do tell us. we like to know... Um, Slide into our DMs, please. Slide into those DMs. And that is at Audrey Barvey on Rachel, Instagram. And at Rachel Elizabeth Coleman on intra. Instagram. Oh, on Instagram, Rez. <laughs> this is how you know we need to stop recording. I think so. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, see you in the future, but also time is a construct. Suck my ass. Bye. Bye.